Hello hunters and welcome to the Hunters Hub. Today we are not recording as late because, uh, you know, we didn't stay up to be disappointed by the news that we're going to talk about today, which like hit like four hours after we recorded last week, right? Uh, specifically for Monster Hunter World Iceborne, there is a December update uh, of what's going on. Um, didn't see a lot of other news this week, so that's probably going to be our biggest news topic and then what we're going to be playing today. Um, this is Fortuan, uh, and joined t by me today is Haru, co-host. How you doing? Oh, you know, it's just me. Definitely not a uh, star uh, of predicting the times things are going to be announced, at least down to the hour. Uh, unlike I mean, we all we all did that wrong like I mean I saw some people in our general chat saying like hey yeah it's gonna be like after the stream at this time or whatever and there's no way we could have stayed up or you know delayed us another day so who yeah, can be blamed who can be blamed yeah I'm not really blaming anyone for that aside from well we'll get to that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, also joined by co-host Morg daddy how you doing so everyone's ex <laughs> just excited to be here, raring to go, deliver this podcast to you, the listener. Uh, I mean, oh. I'm excited. I don't, I don't, I don't know what Morg's doing over there, knitting or something. I don't. Know. I've only got, I've only got one thing to say, and it comes out of Hercules. Disappointed. Oh, you're disappointed from. Uh, the 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 news the December news yeah just a little bit I mean my my favorite my favorite doggo is back but I mean uh, I don't know you know I mean uh, okay okay yeah. before we'll, we'll get before to we it. move yeah. on like it literally yeah. is knitting it literally is yeah. you're doing the like grand meowster chef sound effects like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the noise that she makes when she <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> Um, so, uh, thank you to Wolfie Melon for doing our theme music, and, uh, if you're a new listener, we are a m majorly Monster Hunter podcast that is more so general gaming on a weekly basis. And I am an Weird. idiot! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just kidding. So, yeah, uh, I guess we'll jump into the Iceborne December update, uh, news for Monster Hunter World Iceborne. So, uh, this thing dropped, uh, like, super late, uh, U.S. time, and then super early morning European time, um, but I would say probably late evening in, in, uh, you know, Japan and China and sort of their, their main market, and one of the things I said I wanted to get into is I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're Americans and we have to have stuff at our time um, because that's just wrong, right? And it is a primarily Japanese company. However, the fact that not a lot of this news was put up front in English to say, hey, we're going to have an update video for you at this time or anything. It was all sort of like an afterthought. It kind of goes against what they said with the world focus for Monster Hunter World long ago. And from what I've heard, this came from complaints by the Japanese audience saying, hey, uh, you're no, you don't care about us anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm going to complain that, oh, it was at a bad time for us because, I mean, 
whatever, right? We just we heard about it the next day. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, they put Aside it up on from our own... YouTube and their Twitter in English. Right, but like mm-hmm. it, we never like nothing was said that that was going to happen. We just assumed that, right? <laughs> so that that that's that's one. This that's the thing I just don't like that you know like it's not that it's not that we didn't get it right away. It's the fact that the fact that someone complained, you know, or, or uh, an audience complained enough to say, you know what, we're just going to do this and then sort of like cow to one audience and then like kind of not be okay with like kind of make it inconvenient for the rest of the people. Like, I don't know of anyone outside of any region outside of the Japan that was a decent time. Well, you know, you know what I mean? it, mm-hmm. this, this news is also not happening in a vacuum. It's literally being announced at a physical convention for Monster Hunter. The first one, Festa, they've had in like three years. So I, I'm not, I can give yeah. them that, that. And they have to schedule things. like. But it was at the end of the stream versus the beginning. Right? Which the beginning was a much more reasonable time for everybody. Except for Europe, I would think. Yeah, because it would have been middle of the night, Europe. It would have been our time that we got it in Europe then. So, like, it's a mess either way because we're spanning, you know, three major chunks of time zones. You know what I mean? Because, like, the the earliest for Europe is five hours ahead of the latest in the United States. <laughs> and, uh, what is it, nine hours difference between the latest in the United States and the earliest in, uh, you know, Asia area. So... Like it's 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 a mess in itself, but I don't know. I it, the, what I heard it was that the Japanese audience had complained that oh you're not paying attention to us enough. That's what kind of irks me. You know what I mean? It's like why why do we have to cow to one audience? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not but, familiar with the source of that, so I don't really know what that would be. I don't remember where I saw it, but. I definitely, I definitely saw it. Um, it. To me, it's a little bit of a, a flashback to because, like, Har, you you came in uh, Tri Days, Morg. I keep forgetting where you came in at Freedom Unite. Freedom Unite. So you were part of that where it was a constant struggle to say, "Hey, we are a market here for Monster Hunter." Also. Yeah. Oh my God. So stuff like this comes up, I tend to get that kind of uneasy feeling like, oh, guys, no, 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 we still want this stuff, you know what I mean? So that, I tend to be sensitive to that kind of information because that was, we don't have Monster Hunter Dose, yeah, um, at all. So, like, there's all sorts of games that we missed out on. Uh, we didn't get the remake of Monster Hunter G on the Wii. It just didn't happen. Yeah, no. and the PS3 <laughs> ports of, like, Portable 3rd and things. Right. So, like, when, when I hear that it's like, hey, you're not focusing on enough, on us enough, I'm kind of like, um, I mean, like, you've built up enough focusing on you that I don't really care. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but I, to talk you about... You got so many games we didn't. To talk I, about releases... Gonna, yeah. Or, sorry, more. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, I'm not going to point fingers and, you know, accuse the Japanese fan base of being uh, xenophobic or ethnocentric in any sort of fashion. But, I mean, like, they got the chance to be able to fight Brute Tigrex well before anybody in the West got a chance to touch that. 
and that came like in their own um in their own game like what was it again it was portal third right when zenoga yeah, first came the out species yeah mm-hmm. and like like even then like it did not transition over into like try or three ultimate no the the only time when we actually got any you know really decent monsters from that were reiterations or like you know fixtures or variations from previous games from say as far back as freedom unite it was for you by that time and wait we didn't well, even get so four th- did we three we ultimate did have Duramboros and and some games like that yeah monsters like everything that. but a monster so and Right, but we didn't get Imatsu until Generations Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get... Now, I had fought Amatsu uh, and some of those other ones because I had imported the Portable 3rd port to PS3 from Japan. Another one of those trips where they're like, oh, we can't deliver it to your place, so I had to drive to the airport to pick it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, stuff like that. Like, It's... It's just, to me, a little disappointing to hear, you know, like, even if, like, we had, like, people here in the United States saying, like, oh, you're focusing on Japan too much, do this, and then, like, that's going to happen either way, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it kind of sounds like what I'm saying now, but I really just want them to actually just follow through on their, hey, we're about global, you know, like, we're about a global thing Well, you're talking about games that didn't get translated to the West and uh, in that facet things have changed completely since uh, these older games time periods because the day it comes out, uh, Zenogre comes out globally at the same time on the December 5th for everyone. <laughs> like there's no difference whatsoever between the That's regions. not what I was saying though. I was saying that I'm a little more sensitive to that kind of thing because of all the stuff we didn't get before. Right, well, you know we're talking I mean? about marketing, but the actual games are coming out day and day, globally. Mm, yeah, but I'm... that. What I was saying is, it. I tend to be a little bit more sensitive to the topic because of the previous games not being released and that kind of stuff. So, like, uh, I, a lot of times, like, okay, so there was a legit fear that we weren't going to get Generations Ultimate or double cross for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't any word on it and you know like I'm not sure that they could have said yes you guys are going to get it or yes we're working on it cuz they were obviously working on it at some point. But um cuz it wasn't long after they announced that we were getting it that we got it. So it wasn't they were certainly working on it on it before they said, but I mean you don't always say everything you're working on either. But you know how many games get canceled before you even hear about them, mm-hmm. but in, in the same in the same vein, it's 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 this conditioning that Capcom has done to me. When I hear news from Japan, I have to sit there and hope it's going to come for the, you know, outside of Japan, and it's not just U.S. It's like outside of Japan. Is it going to get national? You know, globalized? Is it going to leave the country? Because so many times that has not happened. And even though in the end we did get Generations Ultimate, at the time it was a huge slap in the face to not get that game. And, you know, or so we thought, right? Mm -hmm. So 
it's just it's just something that when I hear stuff like 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 hey uh, you need to focus on us more that kind of gets that I have a knee jerk reaction the other way like <laughs> yeah just yeah all, like <laughs> just all of a sudden it's just like entitlement <clears throat> and then all of a sudden just reflex action oh my god oh! and then and then I end up feeling entitled because I know I deserve it too like, like yeah no my stance on this isn't perfect I know that but. It's just, it, it worries me <laughs> because it will always will. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, there's speaking of news coming out of Japan, uh, just a quick note here. Um, on the 21st of December, Capcom is showing four, four playable games at Jump Festa um, in Japan, mm-hmm. only two of which have been announced, only two of which are known. Now, they didn't announce mm-hmm. another Monster Hunter at. Um, uh, Mon- Monster Hunter Festa, and it's completely possible that it's just like Switch port of Resident Evil Zero or whatever, and then it has a playable demo because yeah. it's been out for years. But um, we don't know what's, what it is. That's interesting to note. Well, if we don't get a Monster Hunter next year, you know, that'll be the first year that we don't have a Monster Hunter every year. So well, since 2012, when they oh, there was the Wii U port of like what three U. Um, 2012. That was not. I mean, yeah, it was, but it was released for the Wii U and 3DS simultaneously. Yes. No, in Japan, it was released for uh, 3DS in 2011, 2012 for Wii U, and then it got a Western launch in early 2013, I think, for both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't yeah, a game but, in 2012. I mean, you'd have to go back and look at the interviews. But they uh, they actually did a lot of work to get it on the Wii U. Not it wasn't a straight port like most people say. There's a lot of functionality on the Wii U that wasn't. Well, sure, but it's not like a new game. Eh, no, no, they couldn't make it a new game because it had to talk to the 3DS. But um, that was still a release. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Technically, that counts. <laughs> they still released a Monster Hunter game in 2012. So, if they don't release one in, you know, 2020, then that'll be the streak broken. So, we'll see if there's another game coming up. Um, So, the big news that we got are they're basically... Th- in my opinion, three big points. I don't really care about the, the Chinese New Year festival thing. Um, that's just sort of like, hey, here's the seasonal event stuff, and I don't really care because it's really minor stuff. But <laughs> um, so we got a uh, we got uh, a variant of Zenoger called the Stygian Zenoger, um, which debuted in Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, which is what we were talking about. Um, and um, we have uh, a mystery dragon. Um, didn't sure I not sure I saw a new area with it, um, but we'll see. And then we also in the same vein, like uh, many predicted, uh, myself included, that we were going to get the ice or tundra section of the guiding lands in this update. Um, and I'm kind of not surprised by that when, when I heard it. Uh, I was, however, very surprised by Stygian. Uh, anybody else expect 
sticking in to become in, like, the whatever apex of that area? No, actually, absolutely not. I did not actually expect Stygians and Ogre to come in there and be one of the big apex predators. Like, uh, I almost kind of expected it to be almost like GU, where we would just get Zenogre flat, just base, and that would have been enough. But um, with what I've seen of right. it, um, it looks pretty promising. I'm not sure if it's, if he's going to have um, the same moveset as he did like before, where he had um, the uh, the Dracophage bugs. Co- yeah, where they would like, freeze in the air, and then they would lock onto you, and then just pew, beeline straight for you. Um, mm-hmm. I like the Psycho Crusher move that it got from M. Bison, where he just kind of, like, spirals in at you and, like, just defies gravity, just travels at you. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like when uh, Fulgur Anjanath sort of does his spin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, which was surprising, because they, they, they change it up, because he does the, the, the drag across the ground and then jump up and once, like the, the base Zenogre does in the game. Mm-hmm. And then he goes for the... The spin attack. <laughs> um, We've yeah, seen a little I, bit from I, just the trailer of um, Sticky and sort of uh, it's lightning coming down and it being a little bit different, like more spherical, like the um, Dracophage mm-hmm. bugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It also seems to have like this sort of like shockwave attack where like. It, it, it uh, like the uh, like the lightning seems to kind of fan out in sort of a wave, and then it attacks you in like succession, where it's like boom, and then like as you're blocking, you could probably like risk getting out of it, but then there'd be another wave going boom, 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 and it would just kind of like force you back even further with each attack. So it kind of that's pretty interesting. I don't think we've ever seen that from Zenoker, like zoning people out. Um, uh, there's a small amount of that with him now, but I don't think to that degree. No. What that really reminds me of is the redesign in Generations of Legiacris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. the spinny electricity, definitely. Or, like, mm-hmm. where he, like, stores the electricity and it goes boom, 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 and, like, it just, like, yeah, it sudden bursts. Yeah, that's really cool. It kind of see, it kind of feels like Zenog- like Stygian Zenogra kinda has like that effect with his uh with his foot stomp where he like slams down on the ground and then it's just boom boom boom. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that might be something to look forward to. That might be pretty exciting to see that. So, um is this gonna be so like the equivalent of the Stygian is gonna be like the equivalent of silver and gold you know, and, and then, um, what is it in the brute tigrex? Brute tigrex, and then yeah, basically the end tier. Like what? What? What monster do you unlock at you know six star or whatever? But then there's an elder at the end, and I think that uh, it makes sense that it would have been Valkana to be sort of like the, the elder that's there a lot, obviously. But there, I'm guessing this new one is going to be one of those uh, that can show up. I guess they felt that they didn't have enough elder dragons in the the ice area. So, um, which I mean, if they're doing the big trailer for Stygian, they're going to like let you mm-hmm. play it right away, even if you haven't ranked up your ice area. Maybe Tempered Stygian will be the te- uh, flagship, whatever the fuck. Uh, they call it for the end of the Seven Star Guiding Lands Tundra. Um, 
But I think it's going to be like Kieran's slot in the Rajong update, where you fight Stygian, and then you go on and you discover the new dragon. It's like, oh my god, I have to kill this new thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. No, I I can't remember right now. What is the sort of like end tier? Is it Rajong in the volcano? Um, I mean, there I'm isn't really like a sure. different monster for it because they only like, added Rajong in that update. Well, it, it's kind of weird because I mean, I never really like uh, leveled up my volcanic region, so it's hard to say because I'm used to seeing a lot of Rajang just come out of the woodwork, like wherever it is that they come from. I'm not sure where, but um, I rarely ever leveled up my uh, volcano. I think past level three, and then like since I've been working on other places, Rajang would typically come out but i think it's like jungle area for the most part for me but i don't know if, what it is for everybody now there's else. a there's a specific monster that only um so there's a specific monster such as gold ian in the desert mm-hmm. right yeah gold ian has the potential to drop the highest level stones or shards or whatever uh same with several Lose. so they're on the same tier as elders and um, so Brute Tigrex is that for... Rotten Vale, yeah. Rotten Vale. And then and then so on and so forth. Uh, I just don't... I think... And I'm, I think it's actually Rajong in the Volcano. I think that's the... It's a tempered Rajong. Yeah, tempered Rajong probably more likely than anything right. else. Right. Yeah. So either it's going to be a tempered uh, Stygian that's going to be the end tier of this Frost... Or because there's the elders don't count for the end tiers, right? Like they're just there. Mm-hmm. They 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 can get tempered and they also drop those. Uh, what is it? Spirit gems or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but you need to farm them to upgrade your rarity twelve armors at pat. You know, limit break them. Um, and you know some weapon upgrades. So I'm kind of curious to see you know what they do because now we're going to have i guess more upgrades because of the hoarfrost and how the guiding lands works and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah they might they might revamp how everything gets upgraded in there but i has anybody actually noticed any difference for like um the upgrades like bleeding like from the volcano update that we got uh, no, because I wasn't at that, that high of an end tier before the Volcano update dropped. You know what I mean? It was yeah, cause I, um, a little more than a month after the release of the Iceborne. I mean, I've noticed that, like, uh, for the one hammer that I have, I've, I've got almost, um, all the custom upgrades, like, uh, the ones that change the way that the, uh, the hammer looks. And, like, mm. the last one makes it look like an Uragon hammer. And I'm like, mm, okay, are they going to do that with the Tundra area? Maybe? Um, hope not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the end tier of one of my charge blades looks like Valhazic, and it's actually, uh, it's, an, it's an unfortunate um, because uh, I don't know of any Namiele or Namiele weapons that are rarity 12 and don't get replaced aesthetically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could really use uh, a bit of a touch-up with the design for some of those Namio weapons, Charred Blade in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, I'm ex- I'm excited for this. However, I am currently on a Monster Hunter hiatus because I played it so much for so long. Um, 
the so I, I don't know if I'm going to come back to it. Holy crap, I forgot there's another game I wanted to talk about today. I am playing something else other than Pokemon. I totally forgot until I've been playing Borderlands. Oh boy. So, oh BL three? And I I have yeah, and I have things to say about that too. I'll just do it after Pokemon. About but the, uh about those Nemiel weapons, you guys gotta you gotta um gotta, well, you gotta use that longsword. You know good. You hold it up to the sky and you go, uh for the honor of Grayskull, turn to Shiraz, right? I have the power! Because it's, it's rainbow. You understand. It's rainbow sword. Okay. <laughs> um, isn't there... There's a She-Ra now on Netflix. Yeah, and it's very good. To watch it. it might be a little bit emotionally Did... mature for three or so. <laughs> eh. Eh. It's like very scary at yeah, parts. Um... Anyway. Yeah, but my younger one's three. My older one's five. She can handle it. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, okay, so... Mystery... The, the mystery dragon. And obviously well, before we elder. move on, I just want to say, like, I hope they, um... I hope they add uh, the Sticky and Zenogre uh, G-Rank armor. Instead of the base Zenogre... Instead of just, like, reskinning the world Zenogre armor into, like, uh, what's white, black and white and red all over. Because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. for females you get like the um, you get like this sort of like really furry mane of hair and like this sort of like yeah. waist fold that also has fur on it and you get this the uh, wrist claw thing the fist weapon looking hands yeah I remember what you're talking about yeah yeah just like the um, four and using the rainbow pigment and. Turning into a uh, rainbow claw man, woman. <laughs> Behold, rainbow, rainbow claw, rainbow claw hunter. Rawr! Sensing a um, theme here yet, listeners? <laughs> 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 um. So, yeah, I mean, they might. Uh, they haven't been terrible about the armors. I think the only armor set that. That I have been like, no, that's terrible, and I hate it. Is the redesign of how the Devil Joe armor looks? I hate it, but I've never really liked it that much. Yeah, before. Devil Joe equipment is kind of <laughs> kind of ugly. Whatever, ha- yeah. whatever happened to the skull? Like the skull, the skull with the glowing eye and like the the bits and trails of scale that kind of cross over on the one side of the face. That was cool. Instead, they give you this. Uh, what is it? It's like a. Nacho Libre wrestler mask, whatever it is. Yeah, it's I don't know. Busy. I don't know why they did that. Capcom, I, I hear mean, my cries. Fix that, please. <laughs> um. So, the uh, the armor. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. They've they've been up and down on armor and weapon design so much. I could see it just being a reskin of the Zenogre armor, but eh, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. I um, mean, the armors in World are pretty great all around. Like, even that weird, useless set for the Steamworks. Well, I mean, yeah, you can quibble about things that return that you wanted or didn't like, or didn't. But like the the, the weird Clockwork set, you turned like this weird steampunk 
thing mm-hmm. with like a skull robot eye. <laughs> it's crazy. I actually do kind of like the clockwork set. It's actually kind of fashionable. When you when you make a good mix set with it, using like um, some of the Ardian pieces or whatever, you can make a pretty decent uh, sleep bomb set. All I know is I just really hate some of the armors in the game. They're, they're, I, the Was it the Rajong armor? I don't like it. I don't like how it looks. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like how... Uh, I made. Is it Namiele's head also that I don't like? I don't know. I made a lightning resistant set to deal with uh, tempered uh, Kieran and tempered uh, Rajong because that lightning damage can be insane. And I the the head was so terrible that I actually put it on layered armor just for the head because I was like, this is just I can't. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so, like... <laughs> um, so, like, uh, uh, moving on. So, we have the Mystery Dragon, which is an Elder, if I'm not mistaken. It looks like an Elder, right? Um, oh, yeah. So, you see... If I could sort of, like, paint a picture. Uh, they gave us, mm-hmm. at the end of the Zenogra trailer at the Monster Hunter Festa, they showed... This clip of this dragon in slow motion, uh, you, you will note, um, and it's doing the landing animation from Zenojiva, uh, just like coming onto down to this cave floor. There's like green uplighting. Um, mm. There's like this cocoon or spider web in the background, and the water, a little bit of a waterfall, and the the foreground is all flickering with green flame. And this thing, yeah, it's it's like a gray or black dragon. Looks like Zenojiva, but it's not like it's Zenojiva's like build, like Nergagante has that skeleton as well. It's spiny a little bit, like Nergagante. It looks like it has gray or black scales, but its chest and its mouth are actually glowing a little bit white mm-hmm. from inside, and uh, it's got this sort of constellation patterns on its wings, which is really neat. It kind of has me thinking of like this one. Uh, you know, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with how it looks. It looks like Xenojiva and Maleficent went and had a baby, and then they took that baby and were like, here, Monster, Monster Energy Drink, give us a sponsorship for us, okay? There you go. That's my two cents on what this new monster is pretty much like. Wow. <laughs> uh, with more okay. questions than answers, honestly. <laughs> much like this whole affair. Xeno and Maleficent, they get it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the dragon. Um, it, it's a new um, dragon in the vein of Xenojiva and Sharashvalda. Uh, uh, However, importantly for longsword and greatsword users, it is smaller. It is very clearly visually smaller than those giant behemoths that turn and move like three meters across the field which is I'm hoping will make the fight less of a struggle for me right um so yeah I finally found a better blown up picture of it um this so the the I had I had to find a YouTube video so I saw it but uh this looks to me just like more of a thicker 
thicker uh, build of something like another, you know, Elder Dragon like Kushala or Teahoster or something. I don't feel that this fits the uh, the sort of gangly style of Sharash Valda in its second form, or um, what am I trying to say? Zeno Jiva. Um, it's it's its legs aren't like sprawled out enough. They look more powerful. This this is really so. If you were to take um, the Dungeons and Dragons like red dragon and make it black and green, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it is very much a, like sort of archetypal fantasy dragon. Yeah, very much. So. Um, so that that's more what I what I see in this dragon. So I don't. Uh, to me, uh, this definitely looks like more of your standard elder dragon than like one of the siege ones per se, you know, or end boss ones. Um, I think its legs are kind of wide though. Like it's it's it's, it's a little bit tough because it's, it's got blurry, a very but... barreled chest. Is is part of the the problem with that aesthetic? It's its chest is like super thick. Um, mm, thick chest. Mm. <laughs> it reminds it remind like Teostra, you know, Kushala. They all have that sort of similar design. This actually really reminds me more of something along the lines of a Camellius that did have a wider stance. Um, although this stands taller than a Camellius would, Camellius dragged to the ground pretty close. So. But I, but I feel like it's more in that skeleton. I feel like its legs would have to be a lot longer to look like Sharash Valda or something like that. That's just my two cents on what this is coming from. You actually can see some fur on it, too. That's interesting. Um, Do you have a copy fur? of this image that I could see? Because I have only ever seen like as much as like what the teaser shows. Yeah, so it's on the Monster Hunter Twitter if uh, our listeners would like to follow along. Yeah. Um, you'd have to... Okay. Um, this is this is going to be difficult. Uh, I have a very blown up image of that. Yeah, it's tough because it's, it's a 4K image, but there's still, like, when you zoom in on it, it's still pretty pixelated and unclear. So if you zoom in there, if you can, that looks like fur. Well, maybe. So it's like Rathian, um, like the spines are sort of furry, but it's still a uh, the wing membrane, in particular the wing arm. Um, so like I don't know, this is very different uh, from what we've seen. I suspect it's just another elder in the same vein as Namiele. Um, which is great. Uh, Namiele is my favorite monster in Iceborne. I've said that a lot. Favorite new monster in Iceborne. Um, yeah, I'd, so I'd yeah. agree. <laughs> it looks a lot like Namiele, who... I don't know, I, I felt like Namiele was using the, the newer dragon skeleton as well, because the big wings and things, but... I don't know, it's kind of hard mm -hmm. to tell from just a pick, uh, short animation. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell in general because they're all similar. They're all similar in the traditional 
you know, six appendage dragons, uh, you know, the European style of dragon, where, you know, four legs and two wings. So, and, you know, they do a lot of variations on that, and even Fatalis, you know, is that and looks very different, um, almost snake-like in his appearance because he's so skinny. Um, I'm actually severely surprised we didn't get Fatalis based on that new render and everything. Um, in that 15th anniversary video, I thought that was like solid confirmation that we were going to get Fatalis. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, I was saying, like it's, it's kind of 50, 50 that they like, Oh, this means something or opportunity to just completely fucking ignore it. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Right. I really wish that the developers would have at least said something about it. Yeah. It's just, it's odd. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of speculation for this dragon is, but I mean, we're less than a month out to just knowing. <laughs> so I like the green fire. That's an interesting idea. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, World of Warcraft a bit every time I see green fire. But I mean, this is because it, it was pretty popular and we saw it there once before. Yeah, thankfully well, a, it's like, not like the super neon green of like the fell energy demon stuff from World of Warcraft. It's sort yeah, of like a no, mint, it is. mint green almost. Well, Spearmint dragon. I can't remember what the name of that guy was. Uh, the guy with the horns and he like wraps his eyes up with like bandages or whatever and he's got like, wings. Illidan. That's the one, yeah. He's kind of got like that sort yeah. of essence to it. Illidan Weeaboo Rage. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> His legal name. If you ever want to see some hilarious animations that involve Illidan, you guys should see Carbot animations. I guess some amazing. Does a lot of StarCraft and Warcraft and even Diablo stuff. Great little short videos. So there's one specifically about Illidan just like beating up someone in, in uh, Heroes of the Storm, and it's just funny. <laughs> um. So we do see this big. I think cocoon things in this image as well as the sort of like glowing background out of sight it looks like the acid in the what acid in the rotten veil so what do you guys make of those mm -hmm. i want it to be nursilla it's not nursilla but <laughs> i want it to be nursilla <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh <laughs> well <laughs> that's about my thought on it cuz like every time i see it like I wish we had Nersilla. Yeah, it looks like there's, like, webbing everywhere, but it looks, like, really thisk and viscous. Um, oh, yeah, it's mm. straight up, like, Shelob. Yeah, and it, it's, like, it, it all seems to be, like, almost everywhere in here, like, in this cavern that wherever this dragon is. Like, it's not, it doesn't look like a foresty area. It it, it seems like some sort of, like a, like, a subterranean, like, hideaway cave, like, best thing that I can think of is, like, spelunking when you go into, like, those underwater caves and stuff like that with, like, stalactites and stalagmites everywhere and then there's, like, all this phosphorescent glowing bacteria and life forms in there and yeah, it looks really cool. Um, it's hard to say, like, what kind of an environment we're gonna be fighting him in, but I'm thinking that it's probably gonna get the same treatment as uh, Xenojiva and Charles Valdo where it gets its own unique map or... Right. Wait, I forgot Kulpturoth. Yeah, I forgot Kulpturoth with the Caverns of El Dorado. Acoustic uh, guitar you know, in the background. That, <laughs> could, that could be what it is. It could be the promise that they gave that, you know, Kulve Teruthe wasn't uh, 
you know, wasn't the weapons weren't go to waste. Maybe this is the siege dragon that is replacing. Well, I think um, oh. there was also a comment by one of the team at the Monster Hunter Fest that says there's going to be a siege monster, but it's just not going to be this year. So, and this thing to me, it looks oh, pretty okay. small, uh, smaller than the Cold Frost. So I don't expect that this. I mean, without a point of reference, I don't think we can say that. <laughs> no, it's just the fire There's is not... really big in, in proportion to him, whereas Zinajiva's fire was like teeny on its body. Sure, but that could also be perspective tricks with camera and distance, and like, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, we thought the hobbits were small, and that was just a good placement of the camera. <laughs> um, as long as it isn't like, Lunastra 2.0, then, you know, I have no reason for pulling the gun out of the cabinet. Now, one thing... Um, one thing that I notice about, you know, the, the webbing and stuff we're talking about, if you notice, uh, all of the webbing seems to be behind him yeah. or, her, or whatever this thing is. So this makes me think that we are seeing the sort of intro cinematic and it came out of a cocoon, much like Xenogiva. Oh, no, I hope not. That's possible. Because it all seems to be... It all seems to be on its left and its right and it's behind it. There's not really anything sticking to the foreground that's burning with that fire. There's not really anything in front of it on that picture. It all seems to be behind it in some fashion mm -hmm. to where it sort of like burst out of a cocoon. Um, which is kind of a cool idea, but we've already seen that with Xenogia. <laughs> so uh, I would like to... Yeah, no more evil alien space dragons, please, Capcom. No more. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see that again. Um, because this thing's design, if you look at like the bottom edge of its wings, they're kind of tattered and weathered, and its wings sort of have the design of like astral. It like seems ancient. This dragon, it seems like a, like very much like an adult red dragon or what have you. So it, it does. It doesn't have that yeah. visual like through line with Zenergiva being born and having like this sort of like. Uh, glass-like see-through body. Or not born, but being metamorphosized. Um, well, it doesn't necessarily mean... Like, when you go into a cocoon, that doesn't mean you're young, either. Right? right that's not what that I said. It means that could um, be a way that it sleeps or something. It doesn't necessarily mean it transforms. No, but Xenojiva looks like unfinished. I, yeah, it looks I know. Like I agree with what you're weird. saying. Like an embryo or something. I agree with what you're saying there, but just being webbed in a cocoon doesn't mean you're metamorphosizing either. Uh, not like not necessarily. Now, yeah, that's what we would experience. But and what's throwing me off is um, we talk about that sort of like constellation look on the wings. Um, there's actually a bit of that on the back end of the tail. It kind of looks like the fire at the same time. So that's, uh, it, it, it's really hard to tell what this thing is or where it came from, but this, maybe the webbing, you know, it'd be really interesting is if this thing was sealed away on purpose, like sealed away and it was an auto call that did it. No <laughs> oh my but God. That'd no be so way. funny. I mean, I didn't say it was practical. I just said it'd be cool. Um, <laughs> and even Adokal was like, I can't defeat you, thus I must trap you. 
So, like, I think there's no visual through line between the webs and this monster. It would be really cool mm-hmm. if this thing was, like, in a Xenogiva den and had eaten a, like, metamorphosizing or, like, cocooned Xenogiva, and now we have to fight it there. Hmm. hmm. And, like, then they can, like, add more lore to Xenogiva, finally. <laughs> finally? Because, uh, that, that monster list I mean... is incomplete. Fatalis is always kind of been like, oh, a mystery, <laughs> the mysterious black dragon. Of course, you know, I can't really give them any any credibility on their hunter notes anymore at all after Rajong. So, Ooh, if only the Haradrim were still able to keep their texts on this dragon, uh, the weakness would be made evident, but... We will have to start looking for answers, warrior. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> even even us you get a little bit, right? You get like Castle Shrine, like it's an ancient dragon. No one's ever defeated it. Comes out of like full moons or whatever. Yeah. Like I just want that. I just want like a little bit. Sunjiva. <laughs> Instead of just like <laughs> it's too pure, falls into the abyss and dies. Nothing else is it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I know that I'm the kind of person who would ask for way too much and who speculates too much. Everybody who knows me knows that. But, I mean, it would be nice to see, like, maybe, like, even a mini-biome where, like, maybe there could be a little bit more to this place rather than it just being, like, that one arena that isn't used for anything else much, like, say, the, uh... Uh, the Ice Fortress where you fight Vel'Kana, like, the one time right. only in the story, and then, like, they never let you use it ever again. Um, I, I would, you I mean would just the, hate to see the, this go the to waste. Arena? Yeah, yeah, like, the one arena, but I mean, like... Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I would like to be able to use, like, the Gatling ballistic gun that is on the rails. Like, I didn't know that you could use that thing. Uh, that would have been mm-hmm. so cool, just going boom, 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 and then, like, you're just racing around the dragon, just shooting it down. And I completely missed out on that because I wanted to beat the game ASAP. Um, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's annoying. The only way to do it is to SOS into someone's assignment who's still playing through the story and do it with them. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, like, it would be really nice to see, like, a like an environment like this, like what this new dragon could be in, being expanded upon and maybe being like better utilized for I don't yeah never mind nope we're not gonna get any other new monsters like not real new monsters because everybody's already so far into the game we're not gonna get Nursilla or Gyps Ross <sighs> yeah I feel like if you add Nursilla you have to add Gypsorus like I you just have to because like it's I believe it's its primary source of food like <laughs> yeah i mean like they uh, they go together like bread and butter like you can't separate them no they go together like bread and people who eat bread <laughs> so <laughs> it goes together um, like gluten and bread right? i think uh the mr dragon's new area because we see a waterfall in the back um, is the lowest region of the guiding lands and because that region has a lot of waterfalls going on I think we're going to unlock I, it and fight it. I could see that being, like, they add the, the, all the way up top, the tundra, 
and then at the bottom, here's another, like, big room, and that's where this guy hangs out, and he's technically part of this area, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, I don't know where they're going to fit it in the geometry, but that's their job, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. They'll find a way. Life, uh, finds a way. <laughs> if it's anything but that, I would have to, you know, describe it as two words. Wasted potential. Because, you know, if you only make, like, an amazing environment for just the one fight, the one dragon, that's that's just not worth the time invested in. Well, they're going to For, for developers. I know. Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, here's Dire Morales looking at you. Yeah. What about Dire Morales? <laughs> He has his an arena that's specific to him. Oh yeah, but we're talking like the Grand Ravine where you fight Zormagoras first and then never again. That too. Yeah. That was a wasted map as well. I, I, they don't. They yeah, don't they're monsters. both examples of the same thing. There's nothing else that fights in Dire Morales's map. Oh, nothing. Capcom, why do you invest so much time in these stupid maps, putting all this detail and work into it when we're only ever gonna do it the one fucking time? Well, no, but like, like you can replay Dire Morales. So that's I don't know. That's fine in my book, but. It's just weird in the game where you can... You can always replay uh, Zora Magdaros. You don't play that one section. But why (laughs) would anybody want to? No, yeah, but that's what we're talking about is the maps. So it's it's just weird that they, they, like... In a game where you can replay every other mission, the assignments, like this, like, scripted story things, you can do those. (laughs) I mean, yeah... But then again, who really wants to play Zoro Magdros again? I just want to see the map, because I'm a Monster Hunter nerd, can you tell? I mean, I did it... I mean, yes, so am I. (laughs) I went back... Congratulations. We are all Monster Hunter nerds. I went back to help the one guy with his low-ranked Zoro Magdros mission, where he had to fight Nergiganti at the very end, and then it was over at the cliffside. And like I was in Mm -hmm. a G-ranked Gunlance set, and all we did was just went poom 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 and i just used up all my shelling on all of the magma cores and we still had like maybe 15 to 20 minutes left to go back and mine everything before he would have gone to like the second barrier and oh my Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god like it's a terrible fight uh, i just mm. (laughs) i hate it i like the monster i hate the fight (laughs) Um, I just feel like so, yeah, they just need some more Q&A testing with people and just and then have the people be like, okay, this is boring as shit. You should not have wasted your time on this. You should have focused on, you know, the the old traditional ways that you used to play the game where you'd have reusable maps and it would be like a huge roster of like, you know, low, mid, and high tier monsters. Forget about the boss fights. Nobody likes boss fights. I mean, that's basically what the game is. It's just 100% boss fights anyways. Just mm-hmm. cut out Zora Magdaros. We don't care about, you know, Gamera, the volcano turtle thing. Just make the game fun like it used to be. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I still think it's fun, but okay. That was like, we're dry, We're just driving along, just listening to, to, to Morg's story, and he just veers off the cliff like, all right, well, we can't follow you there. <laughs> I'm just <afraid> <laughs> Good old days. The um, oh, geez. I like the boss don't, fights. Don't even. Like, 
I think it's cool when um, things like Sharashvalda have their own area. Because, I don't know, it's sort of yeah, like a storytelling I, I device. I enjoy Sharashvalda, stuff like that. I just think the Zora Magdaris in particular is just bad. Yeah, but I, um, I like that map being like Sharashvalda's origin isle. Because it, like, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? That this mm-hmm. thing is no, like destroying leveling mountains and, and just like... Not even like trying to, just like in just like a, an afterthought, just the swing of its arm, and now just he's just kind of like that right. one guy who like runs through the aisle, like you know he just has to go and grab his popcorn when he's at the theater. He's like, oh, excuse me, pardon me, oh, sorry, coming through, and everybody else, it's like they're caught in the wake of the destruction, this ruiner of the experience that is Zora Magdaros, mm-hmm. just walking through, going, oh, excuse me, pardon me, coming through, and everybody else is like, ah. Yeah, he's like the protagonist in Dark Souls or Fallen Order walking next to pottery and it just fucking exploding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can see that. Uh, the uh, So, the last part of it, we got a little bit about the Chinese New Year's event. Like, I, I didn't see this part of it and I didn't care to. So, like, is there anything... We're, we're getting another festival probably in the whatever what, what it was called the gathering hub but is there anything special about this event what's uh it's gonna come getting a new armor in december like the update schedule said um mm-hmm. yeah new layered armor all the palico stuff uh you know just fun yeah probably some new event quests okay. hopefully yeah hopefully um probably some interesting ones but I mean, I stopped caring about the event stuff like after year one of Monster Hunter World. I was just, it's, it's just done. Like, <laughs> cool. The most we're probably going to get out of it is like a very inadequate set of armor. The layer set's going to be great, but you're not going to build like the actual armor itself or any of the skills or anything like that because, I mean, I don't think any of the seasonal equipment was really any good. It just looked nice as layered armor. And then the Palico gear yeah. is going to be. You know, just for aesthetics, if anything, and then you know, it, it's probably going to be like maybe a cup, maybe a day's worth of co- content, just for like you know that one festival. Everybody will just kind of like you know brush off their hands and be like, okay, that's done. What's next? That's oh, that's I know what they're going to do. The festivals are um, the, the Aloy stuff um, from Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozen Wilds. It's gonna that is lunch that is true. Probably around this yeah. time. Yep. I think they did say that. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Um, oh, well, <laughs> I just realized something. Oh, if they just like took the whole Horizon Zero Dawn thing and made like a giant Mecha Zenoger, oh, mm. that'd be so cool. Like, <laughs> just like just use why? Some... Why wouldn't they do that? Make make us fight like a giant mech. That that would be so cool. They're really just gonna do like Stygian because it's like red and corruption is an element of horizon yeah yeah i tell you what they've already done that they've already made us fight a giant mech i've already talked about it though it's called out of call that's a <laughs> that's uh, another yeah. sort of macros that can't move oh. <laughs> oh hell i actually like that fight a lot that was it was a long first time in a long time me playing monster hunter where i was like no potions left nothing like down to the wire like under 10 seconds left in the quest hit the final hit i have like 
either it hit me and I died for my final cart with no potions, or I hit him and I completed the quest. Yeah. And I completed the quest, and then I've talked about this a couple times. My family was actually in the room watching me play, including my grandma, and everyone cheered, and it felt very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just these big monsters. They need to give them like environments to move around in. Like mm-hmm. Gameth was mm-hmm. tragically just ruined by like I don't know Kelby's Aptonoth skeleton or whatever they stuck it with, and then like these yeah. areas that are like a whole two body lengths of it across. Popo, I think it actually got its own skeleton because nothing in the game moves like it does. Eh, but it's uh, sure it didn't get enough time. It, it, whatever they did for it, it's just, it's just too stiff. It doesn't animate well. I mean, like it's a mammoth, though. Like that's, I don't know how you do that any differently. Yeah, and it I, got a new attack that was very surprising. <laughs> in in uh, Generations Ultimate, it was very surprising because it sat down on you. Like what? <laughs> oh yeah, Gamoth. Yep, I remember the butt. Yeah. the butt squat. Ugh. That thing that is, is surprising because it couldn't sit down in in um, Generations. Yeah. Or, like, contract its leg and, like, move its body I, in different ways. I actually... I really like Gameth, so... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have much complaints about it. Um, so, uh, m- moving on, I suppose. Uh, we'll, uh, so, I've been playing a game that I forgot I was playing. Because um, I, uh, I haven't played a, too much of it yet. Is Borderlands 3. Now... I know this is a lot of old news for people who who've been playing games. A lot of people took a break from Iceborne to play Borderlands, uh, or they played it simultaneously. Because didn't it release like the week after? It was like the week after or two weeks after Iceborne. Yeah, it definitely ate and up I, some multiplayer yeah. sales. They were competing. Yeah, and I, I'm not a Borderlands fan. Um, so much so that I. There's two really popular game series that I don't like, and Borderlands is one of them. The other one's Fallout. Oh, man. Um, two strikes, Both man. of which I feel like are empty, barren wastelands that I don't give a shit about. However, I love the comedy in Borderlands. And in Borderlands 3 has this in spades. Oh, my goodness. It is hilarious at times now i didn't play two because i didn't like one so much even though i finished it um but i the biggest reason why i didn't like one is it felt very empty it felt very repetitive and it didn't feel like anything i picked up mattered uh even though sometimes it did but like i played by myself which was a big no-no in borderlands anyway yeah you want to play with other people so that's what i came to not like that game series from so I'm playing with my brother, who loves that series, and him and his college roommate have played through every game together. Um, and they played through; they would meet up when a game comes out. They go, you know, he'd go over to his house, you know, once they got out of college and stuff, and they'd play through it, and they'd be like, have a good time with it and that kind of stuff. However, him and his college roommate are a little more distant now that he settled down and had kids and that kind of stuff. So I'm the stand-in for playing Borderlands Three with them. I volunteered, and. I'm actually enjoying it. However, um, and the, like I said, the comedy is great. I'm going to spoil a joke in here because I was I'm still laughing about it every time I talk about it. But uh, 
Um, Claptrap, which is the, the, the spunky robot that is in the series, even from the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, there's a point where you will leave Pandora, which is the first planet you're on. And I guess Claptrap has always been on Pandora. I don't know if the second game took place somewhere else or something. I don't know. But um, he's definitely been associated with Pandora before. So you're leaving Pandora and your your character and you're like the people that you're running with are having a conversation and it's pretty serious because you're actually trying to stop someone from opening a vault or whatever and (laughs) claptrap out of nowhere like kind of looks out the window at pandora as you're sort of leaving the planet he's like fuck you pandora you can't hurt us anymore (laughs) 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 and i'm just like what (laughs) So my brother and I have been saying that a lot this week. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Pandora, you can't hurt us anymore. So I I love that about the comedy, Claptrap in particular. There's all there's there's always been some great comedy, of like uh, in Borderlands, even Borderlands One. It was like nine, to, like hey, it's nine toes. He has nine toes and three balls in parentheses. It's like, okay, this is like goofy humor. But the problem that I have with this game is it's buggy. Holy cow. Did anyone, like, talk about this before? Because I didn't follow it because I knew I was going to play it later with my brother. But, like, was there complaints about this? Because, oh my gosh. Now, granted, I'm not playing on a PS4 Pro. I'm playing on my just regular PS4. But um, the first time you meet Moxie, is that her name? Mad Moxie? Um... Morg, do you know who I'm talking about? Mm, I don't remember. Uh, it's been a while since I played She's... Borderlands 2 and I didn't buy Borderlands 3. I feel bad. <clears throat> I, think uh, it it's might, okay. I think it might be Moxie. Basically, Moxie is supposed to be some sort of like super hyper like uh, sexy woman or something. Um, like We walk in to like, her bar or whatever she runs and like the texture pop-in hadn't happened. So like she just looks like this ugly featureless human (laughs) like literally eyes and like that's it and i'm like what is going on and then the you literally see it sort of scan down like like an old 1993 website oh my god yes and here comes here comes the cell shading and texture all at once like oh okay she looks like a person now like instead of some weird baby-faced alien um, so does that hurt the so a, game? Like, does that mess up story sequences or, or like combat? It's very distracting. It's extremely distracting when you walk into a room and it has to like 1993 load the room. You're like, oh, so that happens like uh, multiple times, not just in this Moxie's place. All the time. Oh, we actually get a no. game freeze for like four to five seconds if someone opens up their menu the first time <laughs> okay, that's oh kinda, my god that's kind of funny <laughs> <clears throat> so like and it never fully breaks but it like <clears throat> there's just some serious lag issues and now granted we're at a little bit of a disadvantage because we're playing split screen and split screen is you know traditionally very hard on a system because you're basically rendering the same thing twice um so, like, get, you're doubling up the work on one system that would normally be doing the work of one thing, which is why, you know, you don't see a lot of co-op anymore in these high-fidelity games. Never in Monster Hunter. So, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so like the, it's just, it's very distracting and it's very like off-putting sometimes. Now, granted, I like the comedy still. The gameplay is fine or whatever. Um, I'm, pl my, my brother's playing the siren. So she gets like six magical arms and beats up people. And I'm playing Flack or FL4K, which is this robot that has like pets so like the one i'm using is like the spider ant if you're familiar with those in the in the game they're basically like these four-legged insect things uh and it's 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 fun right and i use a sniper and sit back and you know he goes up in front and fights and my spider ant goes up in front and fights and it it's fun uh i don't really enjoy the loot too much so far but we're kind of early in the game like we found a couple like legendary weapons or whatever but, you know, it seems like there's so much to deal with that you don't really get an upgrade very often. Um, something that Diablo 3 started that I think a lot of games that are looters should really adopt is the instanced loot uh, that isn't just instanced, but also targeted to you. Mm -hmm. like, like, targeted loot. Not that everything has to be what you want for your class, but, I mean... Hey, there's this awesome legendary. Oh, it's not for my class or my brother's class. It's actually for the other one, which we have no intention of playing right now. I get the appeal of that. That's supposed to drive you to say, hey, maybe I'll create another character and give it to them. But, yeah, like, I don't I don't see the appeal in that. This is such a long game. I think you're going to be invested in, at most, two characters, not all of them. Oh, was it like Destiny but, you know, where you... Where you can you have to level your character up from like one to the end game. Pretty much, yeah. And you can't change classes on one like leveled main character. Mm mm. No, you, oh. stick, no, you have you to create a new character. Yeah, you stick with the one class of character, and then you just kind of build up from there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's bad that you get loot from other classes. Then that's really bad. <laughs> like even Destiny <laughs> fixed that about MMOs and shit. Oh yeah, so like. It's fun. It's got some of the problems that I didn't like about Borderlands 1. It's like you have to go back and forth, dropping off like missions and that kind of stuff. And then the quests you do are actually generally interesting. They have funny stories and that kind of stuff. But I don't like is like, hey, we cleared this patch of enemies. Okay, so now we'll go back and turn it in and we come back out. Oh, we have to clear the same patch of enemies that were just like five seconds ago. Because... That that annoys me. That very much annoys me. It's like, oh, but you can get more loot. It's like, yeah, but I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't happen. Um, it's just, I don't know. And death costs you money, uh, which sucks. But, like, the real punishment for death, which I think is the same punishment for death more so in WoW, is time and distance uh, away from what you're doing. It's just, like... It, my brother enjoys it a lot more than I do. So I'm mostly playing it with him and for him. And it's fine. But I do enjoy the comedy quite a bit. And I'm getting into it a little bit. The skill trees are much better than they were in the first game. Of course, I'm comparing 2009 to 2019 of a game, too. So, like, I don't really... <laughs> There's obviously things that were improved in the formula before. Um, but I, I'm still kind of mediocre on the game. Like, it's not not my favorite. It's not terrible. There, 
the glitches are terrible though um but that hasn't stopped us um so uh that's it that i have for borderlands so no one else played that i know Hari, you probably didn't and then morg you said you were a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, playing. I think it was. I think I got this. I bought the second one. Um, some mm-hmm. some friends of mine and my cousins and my brother. They each bought and played it, uh, like the first one. But I never got into it until about number two. And then um, mm-hmm. let me see. Then there was the pre sequel, which was like a prequel, but also a sequel. That one was really fun to play yeah. for a little bit. Um, but I haven't actually gotten uh, money together to buy um, uh, Borderlands the Three. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I I would really like to be able to get some money and be able to play that game because it looks really good. Aside from all it's... the buggy glitches and shit like that, um, have you? I'm sure it won't be as bad if you have a pro mm-hmm. or you know an Xbox mm-hmm. One. Because it could also be like the save data, right? Like, um, you might just need to delete it and then just reinstall it. Because um, I remember playing, I think it was The Last of Us, and um, there was like this one settlement that you get to where the floor was not rendered in, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what, um, we just um, this was me and my brother were doing like a run through, and we're like, what the hell is going on? Like the floor is not fully rendered, whatever. And so we left it saved. And then got back in, and then all of a sudden, like, the floor was rendered, but then there were no NPCs, and we were like, uh, we need to talk to somebody over here, so how do we go about mm-hmm. doing that if there's nobody here? So then we ended up having to uninstall the save data, reinstalling it, and then we go back in, and then everything's just perfectly fine. It was it was the same thing with um, my cousin who had Skyrim, but his game would crash every time he touched water. So he he either had to avoid every body of water that was in the game, and in Skyrim there is a lot of water. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was either that or he you could had, even he say just... there's too much water. Yeah, too much water. <laughs> Why is Mr. Bond. So <laughs> <laughs> every time he touches water, goodbye, Mr. Bond. There's Blofeld. He just you know petting his cat. Yeah. Yeah. I, Anyways, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case that we would need to do that because like, it's not like a single thing. It's like, this is a consistent behavior every time, Hmm. like every time you walk in there and it's especially when you first boot up the game, right? Like it's, you load into the map and it happens a lot more. It gets better as you're going, Hmm. um, things snap in and you don't tend to notice it, but, um, yeah, I think uh, the meeting Moxie the first time was just rough. Like, I was like, oh, God, that looks terrible. And then she renders, and I'm like, okay, she's still kind of ugly, but at least that's how they meant to look. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. How she was meant to look. Um, Maybe I'll wait until... She's old. She's, like, in her 60s, I think, now in the game story. Yeah. Maybe I'll just wait until, like, Wow, PS5. all old people are ugly. Wow, it's weird that you would say that for sure she's supposed to be a prostitute ish looking person have they not heard of That's a g why. milf oh my right. god <laughs> to stop. So, <laughs> it's, this is, this is borderlands 2 and this is a train i want to get off <laughs> i didn't say that all people are ugly i said that i think moxie looks ugly. (laughs) yeah no just just like all old people got it no (laughs) 
Not at all. Anyways. You want it? I got it. You want it? I got it. <laughs> so you mentioned you've been playing a 1990s game more? Yes, it's called Draken, and it's... it's um, Okay, think of... Um, uh, as far as graphics go, think like the original mm-hmm. um, Unreal Tournament, where everything is very blocky. The characters have like sort of thick polygonal, yeah, polygonal Mario sixty-four, yeah, exactly like that. Um, it's it's a mm-hmm. point-and-click like mouse game, but it's third-person with WASD controls, and oh my god, it is ridiculous! Like the amount of corn. In this corny game is just insane. You could have you could have a maze with how much corn there is in it, but I, I still like it. The it's very fan, fantasy themed. Um, I haven't like gotten. Please excuse too, the keyboard while I look this up. Yeah, I no, haven't it looks like sick, gotten. Actually. Yeah, I I haven't actually gotten through like all the game yet. But I mean, like a friend of mine gave me a copy of the game, and I was like, hmm, maybe I'll give this a shot. And then I started playing it, and I'm like, what is this hot? delicious mess of a game and so then i started playing a little bit of it and whoo oh my it's it's pretty fun I'll, I'll i'll have to tell more about the game as i get through it but um yeah mm-hmm. from what from my experience of like just getting into it like i just got it like last night um it's kind of fun in a very janky controls like poor graphics kind of way like i actually really enjoy that so what kind of game okay. is it um, it's a third-person, um, action fantasy RPG, um, okay. where, yeah, it, it's story-related, but, um, yeah, um, uh, I have yet to see, like, um... How, how do you spell it? Um, I believe it is, uh, D-R-A-C-A-N, I think it is? Here, let me see. Okay, because I found a D-R-A-K-K-H-E-N. Uh, let me see. D-R-A. Let's see. Oh, it is. It is a D-R-A-K-K. Um, a, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's D-R-A-K-A-N. Order of the Flame, I think. Huh. Okay. I'll have to. It is not on good old games, so probably won't play it. But... <laughs> Yeah, no problem. I'm serious. Well, I'm not touching Steam. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I mean, like, I, I've got the, 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 the game files if you if you really want it. I mean, all it takes is a copy-paste. It's like, it's <laughs> well, like just, I... 330 megabytes. That's how big it is. <laughs> it is It is by no definition a, a, a hot game, like a hot commodity. But, I mean, it's, it's worth my time because I really enjoy playing, like, those good old-fashioned games, like, that most people would be like, Ooh, the the gameplay is terrible. The controls are awful. The graphics are just not up to par. And I'm just like, I play Serious Sam too. Uh, fight me. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. I mean, I still play classic Doom all the time. That is a really good I, game. I'll... I love Doom. And I'm not even kidding. Like it's just, it's just something I play. Like at least once a month mm-hmm. for a decent amount of time i just sometimes older games are good now what i do with it is um i put it um i put mods on it and that kind of stuff because i've played it so many times but um you know aside from that like it, like 
still a really good game that is like and i'll go back and play some older games like uh eye of the beholder do you guys ever play stuff like that mm, i don't think i've played eye of the beholder no, so old dungeon crawl it's like uh, an old D and D game where you are fighting in the sewers under water deep. Oh, like it's yep, definitely D and D. Then I should definitely, I should look yeah, into that. Actually, it is super D and D. Um, like Baldur's Gate, and of course that's all, um, yeah, that kind of stuff. But yeah, so like I, I get what you're saying. Sometimes those older games, it's definitely, um definitely something in- interesting yeah this game um looks uh looks like, this, like an eight eight out of ten by ign looks like there was the right amount of water in this game yay <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> okay cool was um, there anything else you had on the topic more Mostly no. I mean, like, I've also been very distracted by Pokemon Shield. Damn, that game is yeah. really good. Like, the the end game, there is so much that I have left to do. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, ugh. like, even after you beat the story, you just realize, oh, crap, what do I do in order to build a meta team? And you look at, like, your old Pokemon, you're like, oh. I need to get all their stats up, like, really, really high. And then I've also got to breed a whole bunch of meta moves for them using eggs and TRs. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. There's five-star raids that i got to get into that have near-perfect IVs. Oh, my God. There's so much to do. So little time. And then you're looking at it, and you're like, Gigantamax? <gasps> I can get an Alcremi that looks like a wedding cake? <gasps> a Grimmsnarl that looks like it came out of Evangelion? Ooh! Yeah, there's, like, literally so much shit to do in Pokemon right now. Like, I am so distracted. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. And I will get that Charizard. I will get that Charizard with the big fiery wings that looks like a Moltres. Oh, my my brother found one. I don't know if he got it. Mm. Because sometimes you defeat it, and then, like, when obviously the, the... way catching Pokemon in that is different. You have to defeat the Dynamax or Gigantamax Pokemon and then you're allowed to throw a ball, which makes it kind of easier. However, sometimes they just break free and you don't get a second ball. They're just like, they retreated. You're like, oh. Yep. That's why it's always important to save before you <laughs> before you go into a raid when it's your own. I mean, when it's somebody else's, I mean, it's it's tough luck. But, uh, yeah. yeah. If you have the If you have the den, you can save in front of it, and then you can just keep doing it over and over and over again, which is really nice. Is it? For the most part, when you don't get swept. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. hard. I mean, I've already got uh, Gigantamax, uh, Butterfree, Kingler, uh, let me see, uh, Corviknight. Uh, what else is there? Um there's way too much, actually. There, there are just way too many Pokemon right now that I need Gigantamax forms for with really maxed-out IVs. So, yeah, there's that. Holy crap. And the Battle Tower, super fun. Really, really fun. All right. Yep. Um, cool. Um, so, uh, I still have been playing Pokemon Shield, but I don't have a too much more to say on it 
Um, I've been wanting to get shinies when I'm doing the egg hatching, so I'm still trying to get my bug team up. I actually have a second perfect IV bug, so Sizzlepede and now Blip Bug are now perfect. Um, I took a break from doing Grubbin, uh, because I have hatched over 200 of them. Uh, and I got kind of frustrated, like, oh my gosh, like, that's, this is a lot. Uh, so I took a break to finish the Pokedex, and... In the span of yesterday, when I had, a, I think it was like 180-something in my Pokedex, maybe it was 200, uh, I have now bumped up to 315 today and my Pokedex out of 400. Mm-hmm. Um, this is help from my brother who finished his Pokedex yesterday, um, which involved a lot of catching. Literally, the only way to get it is a 2% chance to find in the wild certain Pokemon. Yeah, so you have to find, yeah. So you have to find a little exclamation mark, and then that exclamation mark has a two percent chance of being that Pokemon. The worst one, which is you actually had to, I actually had to mess with the date and time settings on my Switch just so I could farm for it because it only appears at certain weather conditions in this one area. So it had to be thunderstorming. And now it was a 2% chance during a thunderstorm. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So, like, that took probably a total of, like, over this week, probably about seven hours of play to find the the last couple Pokemon that my brother needed for that. Um, conversely, he's helping send a lot of Pokemon my way so I can complete my Pokedex. So Even stuff that there... I could find myself. Is there any rhyme or reason to the weather system in Sword and Shield? Because I was watching, and someone was just walking across um, like the first field area, and they like crossed an invisible and line, and then just started snowing. Yeah, yeah. Any time that you do an area transition, it has a different weather. Sometimes, uh, very rarely, the whole region will be in the same weather condition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, so. One of the things. I don't know if this is true, but if you go back in time on your Switch before the game was released, so if you actually desync your time and set the date back to, like, I did November 1st for one of them, right? Um, so November 1st is, like, the whole area is storming, and that's how I was able to farm for it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's weird because you have to sort of do these... <laughs> stupid things to get it to go but yes in a normal time uh um like it's just like whatever random stuff is like in different areas it's just just the weather can be yeah it could be snowing and then sandstorming and then thunderstorming and then sunny and then nothing all in the span of like running across the field. So in that first like grassy treed area, it can there can be sandstorms there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's weird because there can be pretty much any sort of um of uh weather going on at any point in time in any place in the map. So yeah, you can have sandstorms mm-hmm. happening in one area that would be like a grovy meadow or like in the middle of a freaking lake, or you could have like a snowstorm, or you can have blazing heat out in um. Like, um, a snowy... Re- I think the snowy region can get, uh, blazing hot weather. I don't know if it's just restricted to the wild, but, um... 
yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's basically to change up like the um, the RNG for like what kind of Pokemon are gonna show up in sp specific areas based upon what sort of um, weather they're more akin to. Like, if you're say looking for like a, a vanillish, and you you just can't seem to find one out in the wild, well, you can just go out into the wild area, and if it just happens to be hailing out, well, yeah, there's a pretty good chance that you're gonna get a pretty awesome ice type. I mean, yep. Mm. That's, Man, that's I liked in, in Pokemon Sapphire where you would have that sort of like ancient desert area that's all sandstormy. You can't see like very far, farther away from your character. Mm -hmm. You stumble into the sand traps and you get like trapinch and things. And like you go up on the mm -hmm. map and you find these plains that are in the shadow of the volcano. So the ash is just raining down. This whole area is like gray and messed up and, mm -hmm. and like the it creates sort of like a setting um, yeah. for it. Because like, only, like, I think Spinda would show up there. So it'd be like this weird, like, ash-dwelling Pokemon, and it puts sort of like a different context on the Pokemon just because of the area yeah. that it was grounded in. Mm-hmm. And now it's random in this one area. The rest of the game, like the routes and that kind of stuff, still have that design space to them. Um, but yeah, the, the big open area, what is it? The wilds? Or yeah. Wild area. The wild area. Um, the wild area is just sort of random. Um, certain dens have certain Pokemon and that's about it. Uh, and then there are terrains like, um, you know, dragons, whatever, like but they all can have all the different weather too. So there is sort of like a something called like the dust bowl or the dust something area. And um, you're like, okay, so it's desert. Yeah, sure enough, there's sandstorms there quite a bit. But it can also snow and you know, oh. rain and thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's just, it's just what it is. Like, it's, the, <laughs> it's just um, how the wild area is. It's the Pokemon Monster Hunter uh, collaboration. Gushaladora is running around. Yeah, it's it's not that different from the guiding lens, honestly. Mm -hmm. in, in as far as like design space goes, like here's everything in one spot. Have fun. Like <laughs> pretty much, I've yeah. I've seen that happen a lot of times. Yeah, um, yeah, that, but I like that's all I've been doing in Pokemon is either breeding or trying to get the you know the full Pokedex. Uh, I will say that um, I really don't enjoy um, getting a Pokemon that evolves after happiness, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't enjoy that, unless it's a Pokemon I want to use. Like, I didn't mind doing that for Frozmoth, but there's some sort of bat that evolves off of happiness. Oh, Crobat? Swoobat, I think. Yeah. Um, I just had a bunch of berries that have like, hey, increases happiness but lowers its stats and health, or speed, or attack. Why? I was like, I'm just gonna shove all of those berries into its mouth to make it evolve because I don't care about this bat. I just want the Pokedex entry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels so weird. So like, you can raise its happiness, which is like a completely fungible stat, but you can decrease its stats permanently forever. 
Um, yes. Well, the thing is, is that it, it eliminates the uh, the effort values, so then you can oh, regain okay. you can regain them from fighting, or you can send them into uh, what are these things called poker jobs, where there's like at the very end game you could specifically set them to um, be trained in a specific um, stat base, whatever it is for the effort values for that, and then depending upon how long you leave them in there doing that job. Um, they'll get, like, a certain number of EVs in that. So, I mean, like, being able to control, yeah. like, where you focus all of your um, stat building into. The berries help, and um, friendship is really nice in this game because it does help with, like, certain evolutions, and mm -hmm. I don't remember if it actually affects combat, but I think... Um, I think it's it does in single player. If you're playing with other people, it doesn't. Yeah, because I was, I was looking at the combat and, like... Um, I noticed that like the Pokemon would sometimes evade very dangerous attacks or they would recover from status abilities or they would sometimes land a critical hit but um, I thought it was just connected towards like the camping more than anything else rather than the actual like um, friendship building that you get with like berries and stuff like that yeah yeah well so yeah <laughs> the, uh, the, the strategy I saw was like hey just level it up with a soothe bell on it which you know increases friendship mm -hmm. And I was like, I really don't want to do that. I really don't care about this bat. And I was reading, and I knew that some of the berries increased happiness at the, at the cost of stats. And I was like, well, I've got a total of 60-something of these berries. Eat up, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was curious about one last thing. Um, do they have many, do they remember to put any double battles in this game? <laughs> some of the games. They did. There's a there's actually a gym that specifically is double battles. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And like the trainers, one. the wild area trainers, so they're like t the weird like twins that stand right next to each other. <laughs> no, it's like one person throws out two pokeballs just like you. Oh. Um it's cool. Yeah. Um sometimes you do have double trainers like uh there was a business what what are they what were they called? Um, they were the business the businessman and the business lady power couple. Oh yeah, or the, something the like that. The office workers. Yes, I remember those. Yeah, the office workers power couple. That was that was amusing. Uh, they were terrible, uh, but that was a long fight. Um, and they actually had a coherent like doubles team. Like they actually assisted each other. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, there's there's a couple NPCs that are standing side by side that do that but in that gym specifically i was talking about it's one dude throwing out two pokemon um or you know girl or whatever because you gotta you gotta fight the the lackeys before the <laughs> before the the gym brute <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so like yeah it it's it is i agree it's a good game um, as far as like Pokemon goes, uh, I just, I still having fun with it. Uh, I am kind of waning cause like the, the idea of me doing competitive fighting is fun and it'll be fun for exactly three fights when I realize I have an all bug team and everyone's just going to stomp all over it. So, <laughs> but hey, dual I, types. I plan on carrying through it. Huh? Is it hey, dual types? You know, there's something in there. Yeah, which just brings extra weaknesses into the table. 
like uh, I have a oh what is it um poor I love Frozmoth but poor Frozmoth and now has a four times fire weakness instead of two that and rock <laughs> oh rock but, but grass and rock. grass though doesn't doesn't get my grass. <laughs> Yeah, he's got like quadruple. No, Bug resistance. is actually strong against grass to begin with, and yeah. as nice, so you get Bug is actually really quarter, against gra- good against grass. Quarter damage from grass types. I I swear but, to God, like grass and fairy typing is the worst combination you could imagine. Oh my God, quadruple weakness to poison. You're super weak to like ice, flying, fire. Uh, oh my god, steel, bug. bug, well, you're like neutral mm-hmm. to bug, but like all, all of the weaknesses that um, grass type would have, and then on top of that fairy, and you're like, oh my god, this is the worst combination ever. Uh, yuck. Oh, that's right, because fairy resist bug. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Reverse should Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <sighs> uh, I got it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Um. So. So yeah. What? I wanted to. Uh, there's some a news on Pokemon. Um, yeah. Where the Pokemon company is actually pursuing legal action through a Seattle court against uh, uh-huh. people who they don't know who they are. That is these three unnamed leakers uh, that are sort of attached to Discord accounts. Oh and, yes. Yeah. The Pokemon company is trying to get the court to make them find out who these people are and prosecute them, which uh, I was particularly incensed by, given that <laughs> these leakers, like, of course, uh, oh man, I forget, uh, one of the producers of the game had said that comment about, like, um, oh yeah, we have to remake, remake all the 3D models from scratch. <laughs> And then you get the game where all the Pokemon are the exact same as they were in XY. And now uh, the Pokemon company is now perse- persecuting sleekers, you know. People who are r- revealing the ways that they had dis- been dishonest about their own game pre-release. Well, my questioning of the validity of those weak leaks and, you know, the knowledge to judge that aside, that doesn't look good. Um... Like, yeah, that that there's a lot of reasons why this probably won't work, but it brings into the it, it it's it's interesting because they kind of like from a business perspective they have to protect their IP, right? So leaking is bad and it shouldn't be done, um, and I like. Because, you know, they have the right to that IP and that information and of when to reveal it. But this kind of opens up a crazy precedence because you're now sort of attacking the anonymity of people on Discord or Reddit or, you know, whatever. You're, you're basically saying you're going to be held accountable for your actions because I don't know if it's illegal to leak information if you didn't sign an NDA or, or that kind of stuff. So, so it's certainly... not, but I think they would have signed an NDA because the leaker is, they thought the Pokemon company is claiming that they are someone who worked with the, um, the strategy guide writer company. And that's how they got the, the sensitive oh. information. Oh, 
Oh. That explains okay. a fair bit. But I mean, like, you know, they, I think they are kind of justified because, I mean, like, we basically got the full 400 Pokedex leak. Like, we, we knew full well what was going to be in the game well before the game was even released. And, like, that's that's a lot of information to give away. Like, like the full yeah, contents that's a lot of the game. Of, Woo! That's a lot of marketing out the window. That's a lot of... that. There, as a company, that's not a good thing to happen, and that's why you know generally this is the act of leaking has become frowned upon uh, for games specifically. I would say um, now, granted, when we talk about leaks, it's like you know leaks from like secret government organizations that more so get get applauded than you know than a game company that's just trying to you know just trying to make surprises for their audience and that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that the Pokemon company or Nintendo's entirely these, these angels that shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be, you know, like scrutinized or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, that's, it's a weird thing because I don't know if they're going to be able to get that information based on, like I don't know if they're allowed to get that information or whatnot. Like it's it's um, and a that weird opens matter. Presidents for like, yeah, like there's so now us here because we use Discord uh, to do our pod chat. We have a Discord, so like if we have a dis like a leaker in our Discord, like yeah, is now people in our Discord held accountable for for that actions. Now, so granted, the, I'm pretty sure the they're, ca- they're like one person attacking three people, but not a group. Like one of these not leakers, sure. they're the Pokemon company is going after is the person who actually worked at that, um, the, uh, guide company guide. and they leaked the information mm-hmm. initially, but uh, several other people that they're going after are just like people who disseminated it on 4chan and on discord. So like, just like essentially so sharing a leak, like um, at least from mm-hmm. the initial posting, like way at the start. Like now they're trying to like litigate that, literally, which I don't I don't know what grounds they'd have to even do that. If because obviously the first guy they can probably do breach of contract with the um, non disclosure agreement. Yeah, the first guy certainly is an easier question. Not that that's right in two. any way, obviously, but like. <laughs> if you retweet something on Twitter, is that gonna be like Pokemon Company is gonna <laughs> blot, gonna knock down I your door and swat that. you? <laughs> I think it's more involved than simply, you know, a retweet or that kind of thing. Um, well, yeah, but like when you say I that, really... it, like it becomes a matter of degrees. Like, what is the threshold for ruining your life with a giant multi-billion-dollar uh, multinational corporation like what what's the threshold for that i think the threshold is divulging trade secrets which is a bit you know a, a big no well, sure we but talk like, about leaks from monster hunter though and we haven't gotten arrested but we're not we're not the ones that are spreading that information we have a podcast we spread it we're on the talking podcast. about it well i mean that's true but we're not the ones who garnered this information and then and then pulled it out it's not anyone who spread it because obviously there are more than three people in whatever discord chat this this happened in right they're going after three specific people who probably have more 
you know, more than just what we're doing when we talk about leaks. And that's one of the things is that like, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I've seen this talked about in other, other podcasts, some other media, uh, you know, for games and that kind of stuff. There's been kind of this like, uh, YouTubers even are like, okay, um, we're going to back away from leaks. This is not what we do anymore because it is, you know, it's become, and I don't think it's because of the legal issues because this is the first time I've heard of going after leakers for legal stuff. Um, but it's just like, it's just like seen as bad form because, you know, they're just trying to, you know, talk about a game or try to advertise a game or do something like that. And then people are just going in and pulling out information before they can talk about it. Well, because sometimes that information can be in, in this case, damning because they're like, Oh, well the models are bad or whatever. And say that. And then even that brings into like what I've talked about several times, when we talk about these these leaks that you know the models and that kind of stuff is that's it's damaging because sometimes that stuff can be misinterpreted not that it was not i'm saying it was but it could have been right so like there's not a lot of defense they can say because now they're the they're the the people who pulled this information out are the heroes because they're revealing the the bad secrets but they're really just spinning information to, to their narrative like a lot of people would do and it's like it's this mess it's like a just a garbled mess of like what happened so i think that's why a lot of people have been avoiding leaks lately because it's it's a very gray area well yeah and, it can be a gray area or you cannot like leaking something that doesn't mean people are literally criminally <laughs> fungible or like uh forget the word uh prosecutable uh, for that crime because leaking unless you're like have a contract specifically is not a crime because freedom of speech is <laughs> the law of uh, most you know most uh, developed nations in the world. So, uh, like prosecuting these other people who like spread the information, that, that's not that doesn't make there's, any sense because like if, unless you like literally but there's laws stole... against espionage and trade secrets and all that kind of stuff. I, and I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know this stuff, but like. There are laws that say, "Hey, if you know this information, you're not allowed to talk about it." And we agreed on that, right? There's, there's not laws against dissemination of information, though. There's not laws against because that's press freedoms at that point, is what you get into. And that, that's as a strong yeah, constitutional but that's not the grounds that they're going off of at all. They're going off of they stole this information and then distributed. No, the one guy that's stole it. The other people disseminated information, which is different from taking it. Like it, it's like uh, but that's it. what I'm saying is the other two. I mean, do we have an exact little? Do we actually know the exact charges that these other two are against? No, we just know the vague things the Pokemon Company is interested in. What they're what they're right. telling. So us. if it was if it was dissemination of information, I don't think they even have grounds like what you're saying. Well, exactly. So that's what makes me think that that wouldn't be the case, right? Nintendo. Pokemon, they all deal with lawyers for trademark stuff all the time. <laughs> like, like there was the stuff about like the Donkey Kong name with with King Kong a long time ago, and uh, like, like th there's all sorts of legal battles for IPs. They're not, they're I don't think they're going to go after a a uh, let's just say a, a sure failure of a case. You know, if that was the 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 case i don't think it's just the dissemination of information that they're really pulling uh 
you know, these people on. I don't, I would hope not. I think you're showing a little bit too um, much trust not... in this company. Well, not the same, but the Pokemon company, the Game Freak has already lied about this very same release. So, I, like, and I've said this every time you bring this up, I don't necessarily agree with that assessment. I don't. Well, still, like, well, not, what, not why should I, you trust I, this company, though? Like, why should you trust what they're saying? It doesn't mean I trust them or don't trust them. I'm just saying it's a gray area. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't like leaks. I don't think that they should have done that. At the same time, like, I don't think that anyone who did that had the knowledge to even say what it was and what they were looking at. I just... <laughs> As a programmer, like, that, you know, I've seen people that are like, oh, yeah, I totally know how to program because I did this and this and this. And they you know, talk about hackers and leakers and that kind of stuff. It's like, you don't have any idea what you're looking at. Like, I dealt with so many people like that with, you know, like looking at like a code that you know we had written at a business and it was like oh yeah no no we did this this and this and it works i'm like well that works because this other thing like you actually don't understand what you're doing here do you like like this just because like you can see something you could do something doesn't mean you understand it and i just i I don't know it's it's such a gray area to me I don't think like, it's very just, gray at all. I hope this case gets thrown into court because it's kind of bullshit. I don't think anyone should be going to jail or being fined or whatever legal like punishment they want to pr- pr- prosecute for their like their own companies like poor uh, <laughs> poor uh, control of their information. And as if Pokemon or Game Freak would have the time to be able to be focusing on any of this stuff, like time or money, really what they should be worrying about is the next game that they have, you know, this ticking clock going out, you know, them going like, okay, time is money, maybe we should be focusing on something that's actually important, like, I don't know, uh, updated models, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, know what I mean, guys? Um, Creatures has to do that. Do you not... Do you not think that they have their own legal departments or legal ties that don't work on the games? Like, the people who are working on the games are not the ones doing this stuff. Like, yeah, no, this I is mean, a completely that, different. But, I mean, like, <laughs> if they have the enough money to be able to go after people and, like, actually, like, press charges or, like, I don't know, like, set up some sort of a suit against somebody, like, you'd think that they would at least, you know, put that money maybe towards the game. I mean, like, I know that that's not an accurate way to look at it, but okay. I wish that that was the case. Well, there's there's something to be said. Like, you have to protect your, your intellectual property, and I'm not saying, like, from a business standpoint you should do it because that's what business should do. It's like if you don't protect your your IP, your IP can be like challenged and taken and that kind of stuff. Like for legal per the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just let people take it because that sets a precedence in court to for someone to be like, well, technically you let you know, like you didn't protect your IP. That's actually a legal thing that they have to follow up on. Right. Well, this is that's copyright keep law, their... and this is not copyright infringement. This is like people. Yes, but they have to treat the same thing. I mean, like again, I'm not an expert, but like they do have to act on that kind of information. You know what I mean? Well, no, but they... it's not copyright infringement, though. So why do they have to act on it? I don't know if it's just copyright infringement that does that either. Like, I don't, I'm not a legal person, but I do know that you do have to act on things when your your property is compromised. And I don't think that that's just copyright claims. I don't think, 
like uh, there's there's a reason why there's trademarked copyright and registered there's different reasons i don't know what those are but like like there's it's 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 weird to me to be so they have a product which is pokemon or whatever in a larger concept and people are like taking from that information and spreading it out and that doesn't sound bad on the surface but like there's a lot of work that goes into what they're doing there you know advertisement you know making the game and that kind of stuff that you don't really need people to sort of like it's like their their stuff and then they're supposed to be able to sell that stuff and they're supposed to be able to control to a degree what that stuff is and when you get in the digital world it gets very cloudy gray like we're saying so like sure and that would be I a find crime it... if they were pirating this or like i think i forget what a game it was with but there was actually what case with about leaks where leakers were putting on discord servers and saying like pay me five bucks and i'll show you the leaks on my on my private discord server i'll send you an invite yeah that's not what this was they're not profiting off of it so it's not uh like that sort of crime it's not necessarily crime at all, really. Mm-hmm. But that does, is it going through a criminal court? I mean, they're trying to, but like, there's plenty of <laughs> there's plenty of frivolous lawsuits in America. Are you kidding me? Plenty of corporations want to get away with shit. It could be a civil suit, not a criminal suit. Uh, I would have to look up the article again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. We'll, we'll find out if they have any legal precedents to actually, like, follow through on this. And if, you know, there is actually a sentence, you know, for these people. Like, mm-hmm. whether they actually, you know, have to pay a fine or if they go to jail. It, whatever happens, um, you know, only time will tell. So, I mean, like, I guess we'll probably find out and see what the, uh, the prospects of this are afterwards. Yeah, this is... It is a mess, the whole Pokemon thing. And I just... Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> it's not something they're going to be able um, to sweep under the rug for a very long time. Everybody's going to be like, Hey, you remember the Sword the, Shield debacle? Um, it is the United States Dexter. District Court of the Western District of Washington in Seattle. I think I've actually driven by that building, actually. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, so the reason why they're court. doing it through Seattle—that's where Nintendo of America is, actually. So mm-hmm. I know that. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um. So we have one more item in our docket. Um. Haru, you're you're the Ace Combat Master. What is up? Boy, with am I. Pass? And boy, does this DLC make you feel special. Oh boy. Oh boy. They just keep talking about how the protagonist is special. Um, that's a <laughs> weird voice to Yeah. Um, uh, stick with Trigger and you'll make it. Um, so, Ace Combat 7 Season Pass, uh, there was three DLC missions released and a couple of, like, alternate planes that, um, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're mostly the same as the high performance planes already in the game. But there was a new weapon uh, with, like, uh, I think you get, like, little mini uh, unmanned aerial vehicles that you can fire. And they, like, yeah. fire after enemy ships and, like, pew-pew at them. But mostly I played uh, the missions. And um, 
so it's like five dollars per mission and twenty five dollars for the season pass. There's three of the three of the things in the season pass pass are missions, um, and you play through this story. Uh, uh, it takes place in some of the old maps from the like base game, uh, being being yeah. reused uh, at like different times of day or different uh, uh, different weather conditions. Um, and they're they're very much on the higher tier of difficulty for this game, because uh, you just start and there's just the sky is just like full of planes. Uh, it's just like one of those anime intros before a battle has started where the sky is just like looks like there's a swarm of bugs because all the mecha ships are, are in the air. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Uh, maybe that's an exaggeration, but anyway. Um, Okay. So there's a lot of like <laughs> focus on uh, naval uh, aviation, um, and like the first battle, you're flying in uh, uh, over the ocean to attack this port because um, there's a this special um, one of the things the Ace Combat series is known for are these like big like mega vehicle structures things, um, like the mm-hmm. the Arsenal Bird and and um, Seven that was like a carrier plane for uh, drones. It, they would just like flip off of the under underside like scales and, uh, and like flip around in the air and then start flying forward and attacking. Um, hmm. And that so very much in that vein, you have this really uh, unique like submarine design. It's also designed as an aircraft carrier with like a airstrip on the top of it, like when it surfaces, and it can launch drones and things. And it's also got a uh, like a rail gun um, that uh, oper- that like swings up from the runway. So it's like this really cool ship, and um, ends up being the, like final boss, uh, predictably, of these of these three missions. Okay. Um, and they also give you like other uh, there's there's another um, couple of um, boss battles like. Uh, I think they call them like ace fights against other ace pilots in these missions. Mm. Um, I think the main draw for me, like as well as the difficulty and like the like new music and all the uh, fun uh, little, little additions, was sort of like the, the combat chatter that happens in the story missions that you hear on the radio. Um, and, it, and it is very very much a lot of talking if you don't like that in games, but. Um, I kind of like the combat chatter during the missions in Ace Combat because it ma- makes it feel like you're sort of in the moment um, and sort of like going through a struggle in this battle. Because like you, see, you hear like a bunch of different stories from like different sides of the battle as it's going on. Um, right. Yeah. Does that get confusing? Uh, the first time playing these missions, yes. But I've the way I've been playing Ace Combat okay. 7 is I would sort of dip back in whenever I... Um, uh, feel like just like because the gameplay is like so, so polished and replayable for me. Uh, I just like replaying uh, the story, the campaign because it's not too long, all told. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure it gets it gets better <laughs> when you know how to play the game better too. Because like every time you pl- replay it, you you can get through it quicker usually. In a word, I'd compare it to like Mario Kart. Set, uh, eight, because <laughs> okay. um, you sort of get that rush from playing the missions that you do racing in Mario Kart, where it's it's sort of like not 
not something you play necessarily to. Um, I mean, there's, there is a story in Ace Combat, but it's not something you play to like um, uh, complete necessarily. Um, it's just something you play mm-hmm. to like dip into and um, sort of get the experience again and and like have fun in like a more actiony kind of way for a little bit. Um, but yeah. I'm not sure if like the season mass is really going to be worth it for people who are really concerned about getting their money's worth and this and that and the other thing because it's literally just three missions um, added on to the game's twenty. But uh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well then, that was uh... very interesting. Yeah, like it sounds like a game. I say I like the original Ace Combat on PlayStation One, but every time you talk about this, it just gets just insane. <laughs> yeah, the series, um, the series has like a lot of storied history. Um, I think yeah. Five is one of the, like standout titles, and in, in the older games, Four and Five are pretty well liked within the community. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> there was one. I forgot about it until just now. The, the framing device for these DLCs is bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. It's this random guy like David North, who's like a Edward Snowden like military analyst, like uh, intelligence analyst type. Uh, okay. Stuck up in his room talking to his Alexa, and he's like, "Alexa, reformulate the probabilities of the <laughs> of the tax and give me a thought collage of." past speeches by the target mm. it's that mm. that part's not good um for the story <laughs> i just like the actual story <laughs> of the missions themselves right it is it's a very <laughs> bizarre like if you go on youtube and watch it the cutscene i think for the second mission is like wait a minute can you reformulate those collages in a more sensory fashion and like like the alexa ai like ranks the like like, it does, like, a weird word collage thing that puts together, like, at least three nonsense sentences before <laughs> it actually gets to the point. <laughs> it's just a strange thing to 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 be experiencing, because you're sort of in your body and you're out of your body at once. <laughs> you're, like, looking in on yourself <laughs> going, what is happening right now? <laughs> Bodyception. <laughs> Bodyception. But yeah, the story is a very simple anime story overall, <laughs> and it's right. It's I think it's I think it's pretty huh. well done, even though they have to reuse the maps and things. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps us up for tonight. Good old almost two hour episode. That's fun. <laughs> yep. Um, a long one today. I did not expect that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, thank you for tuning in uh, today. Thanks for listening to us. This is Fortwan. You can find me at TenderSubPod on Twitter. Um, you'll probably see the very slow progress of me maybe completing my Pokedex and then maybe getting perfect IV Pokemon. That's probably what I'm going to be doing on Twitter. Although I did say uh, Happy Turkey Day. I don't know if you guys saw that, but... Uh, I put up what I call the best Monster Hunter turkey, which is Hypnocatrice, because, you know, it's brown and orange and puts people to sleep with its tryptophan spray. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will see you guys in the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru? 
I have my at Akane's Dead Grand on Twitter. Um, I don't know. I've been in a weird haze of D&D and other things. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if I'm tweeting that much. I may have. I just might have forgotten it. Who knows? Morg, how about you? <laughs> uh, you can find me at, um, at MorganHay3. Um, I don't know. I'm, I haven't actually been on Twitter as much as I should. Um, probably going to be posting some, uh, some of the funnies from, uh, my playthroughs on, like, Pokemon. Um, probably also going to be putting some stuff mm-hmm. up from Subnautica from way back when, when I got hit by a warper out in the middle of, uh, an unrendered, uh, bit of Subnautica, which was absolutely terrifying. If the warper isn't the scariest thing, it's when you're out in the middle of an unrendered map. Holy shit, that is terrifying. Mm. Um. What is the warper? Is it a fish? Oh, the warper is a type of leviathan that can actually teleport you outside of your uh, uh, machinery. So if you're inside of a sea moth or if you're in a prawn and you get hit by a warper, um, yeah, it can teleport you outside of the safety of your vehicle and it can kill you. Oh. It's terrifying! You know, I only remember the big red leviathan from, like, years ago. We're talking, like... Upwards of like four or five years ago. Oh yeah, the Reaper. The Reaper is pretty scary too. But then I realized, hey, you can actually uh, feed the peepers out of out of the palm of your hand, and it won't even kill you. I'm like, huh? That's awesome. I like that. But yeah, I'm probably gonna be posting stuff like that on uh, Twitter. Oh my god, Uncle Jerry, please get away from that turn.